All right, we're rolling on another episode of A Southside Perspective. My guest today is Krista Allen, who is a actress and comedian who just had a killer run through the the mid to late 90s and early 2000s, probably best known for being on Days of Our Lives um, and maybe uh, Baywatch, uh, amongst some other things. But she just had that run where she was just that woman you saw on every show. She was on Friends and Married with Children, and the list goes on. We'll get into it. Uh, One asterisk on this one, it was originally recorded as part of the Cameo Handshake Uh, podcast that we were doing, but it never got released. I thought you guys might want to hear it because uh, I think it's a good one, so I'm gonna put it out under under the South Side or a South Side perspective umbrella. Um, was recorded in L.A. I forget the exact date, but it was in person out in L.A. Um, a couple months back, at least, well before any of this uh, COVID stuff. So anyway, I digress. Krista Allen originally recorded as part of the Cameo Handshake. Thought you'd like to listen under the umbrella of a South Side perspective. Please enjoy. got a very special guest today, someone I'm super uh, excited to talk to because she's basically been making an impact on the entertainment industry for quite a long time. I mean, we're talking actress, we're talking model, we're talking comedian, we're talking all around awesome human. We got Krista Allen. <laughs> I was seeing where you were going to go with that. I was like, yeah. No, all around general badass. Krista Allen, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. And the coolest part is in addition to Krista, uh, Jack the Beagle is here, who's an actual beagle. It's not like a rap name. Yeah. There's a dog in the studio. It, it sounds like he would be Doesn't it? something. Jack like, the yo, Beagle. Yo, Jack the Beagle in the house. Check out Jack the Beagle's new EP on SoundCloud. It just dropped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, thank you so much for being here, for real. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, uh, in the vein of our tradition, the cameo handshake, which people who are listening are tired of my spiel, but usually it's a shot of Malort and a, and a sip of beer. Uh, Chicago shy, you've got Woo! shy tea, a shy latte. Yes. So I'm going to do the Malort. You do the shy. Yes. And, and cheers to you. Cheers. Boom, boom. Mm. Scrumptious. Now, let me ask you a question. When you cheers then you hit it on the table is that a thing that is something that helps me feel cool because i feel like it's a thing did you see it in a movie all my people in chicago when it happens like it's just what i don't know why people hit the table touch it and then so it's kind of like a it's a tradition it's a culture thing it's a chai town culture it's a regional culture thing that has a backstory that i don't know it i just know that it's what you do oh you should probably figure that out so you know why you're doing it and especially if i get asked by a movie star on a podcast i could have some reputable answers yeah well if you ever get a movie star you definitely should have (laughs) you are the movie star i'm just saying yeah because what if it means if you take the sip and you put it down it means i have a small penis oh man if it does and you're just like basically it's like dudes going yeah me too bro what if it's that yeah so be it I'm confident enough in my tapping the table with a shot glass versus my penis manhood I, I'll survive it. I'll be all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll power through it. I heard another one too that every time you take a shot, you're supposed to look someone in the eye, which I don't do. I think that's just kind of well. Creepy. That is well. That is true. That means it's it, here in Los Angeles, and I don't know if it's anywhere else. But when you cheers, yes, that's when you're supposed to look in the Got eyes. It. It's not when you take a shot. When you. It's Touch not when you. Yeah, it's when you actually cheers. You're supposed to. It's eye contact. I, Otherwise. 
well, rude, but also bad luck. Don't a lot of cheers take place in a group setting, though? Yes. So you're supposed to just creepily eye dart around the whole circle to show respect? To all of them. When you cheers with everybody. But what about the group clink? Like, there's four of us. Like, all right, buddy, congratulations. And we all go to clink. And then you just, like, scan I think the that circle? I think that may—I think there may be uh, a little wiggle room if you're doing a group <laughs> clink. I love now, that we're solving this, by the way. Now, I think if you're going to each person around the group, I think then and only then is when the eye contact really matters. I like the respect. I like the eye contact. I just have some lingering group questions, but we can solve them The lingering time. group questions are completely valid. And I, I I understand. So I'll find out about the lingering group <laughs> cheers and the why do I tap the table and is it associated with, with penis length yeah. at all? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm on it. I mean, I can't, you know, I, well, I want to do this podcast. I want to spend an hour with you. But as soon as we're done, this is mission, mission. And I also want to add that the penis length thing was just something that just, you know, that's the first thing that came to my head because I am like a 12 year old. So anything that has to do with the penis makes <laughs> yeah. me laugh. Well, we made it 12 seconds into the recording before <laughs> someone went to the dirty mind scenario. So, you know, casual. I didn't say cock. Well, not well. Now you did. Right. <laughs> but that would have been a little more dirty. Penis is more respectful. Penis is medical. Like, you know, like it's all good. Like, like you wouldn't be in bed with a girl and she's like, wow, you have a wonderful, wonderful penis. Wonderful penis. Yeah. yeah. It's like, doctor, I have an itch on my penis. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But I digress. Right. Anyway, moving forward. <laughs> uh, dude, thanks for being here. I, um, I mean, your resume is just like legendary. When you run down the... Um, the movies and the TV shows and stuff that you've been a part of, whether big or small, the names are legendary. So much fun, right? We're talking, just to rattle off some, we're talking Baywatch, Liar Liar, Married with Children, we're talking Friends, we're talking Days of Our Lives, we're talking Two and a Half Men, yeah. Anger Management. Friends. Smallville, I think, uh, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. You've, been a, you've kind of been a part of pop culture, if that's what it's called. It is the coolest thing. That's wild. I know. Like, you were on Friends. Yeah, it's really, really, really cool. I I think about that sometimes. I didn't appreciate it as much when it was happening because I didn't realize how how great it was. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't realize what, how historical some of these shows would be. And, um... You know, I knew they were big shows and all of that, but at the time, I, I had no idea. So it's really fun to be able to. And X Files, I was in yeah, X Files. I knew I was going to miss some. Like, like I, I'm, I forget sometimes until I remember, and I'm like, a charmed, like these shows, and I'm like, I got to do all of these things. It's, it's so legendary fun. stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. It really is. I say this affectionately. It's kind of like Forrest Gump. Remember, in the, like in the movie Forrest Gump, he kind of like weirdly. I was in that had too. A, no, you no, I wasn't. Face. You know how he. Had had like a hand in everything though he was like weirdly a part of like everything throughout history you're kind of like affectionately like the Forrest Gump of the entertainment industry yeah. like in a good way you've just I, been a part of everything cool that's oh ever my happened. god that's so true and guess what in each one of those things that I did someone had a penis wow yes it turns out roughly half of us do about <laughs> I don't know if it's 60 40 or whatever the stats are but about half of us do I, that's great. Humans. <laughs> yeah. And there's also, usually dudes in movies. My dog has one too. Good, so Jack. You can also add that into the animal population as well. When we write the, uh, the like the little <laughs> blurb on the podcast, we'll be sure to mention that Jack is a uh, biological male with a pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite 
show or appearance? I know there's so many, but yeah. like oh, gosh. anyone that like stands out is like, wow, that was really cool. They're all so cool. Like there's really not, there's not, oh gosh. I remember like when I first started out and I was, I was just becoming an actress, like married with children. Like, yeah. God, that was eons Iconic. ago, right? I just watched, uh, I watched it last night, you in Married with Children. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so nervous. Bud Bundy was there, yeah. you know, Kelly Bundy, you know, I was and like, in these the iconic, people. like, living room. Yes. Is that a set, by the way? Is that a house it's or a is set. it it's a set? Okay. Yeah, it was a set. And I, I just remember I was like a deer in a, a deer in a headlight. Yeah. I, I had just gotten to LA. I didn't really know what I was doing. Right. And it was amazing. And all I knew is the guys were gonna go, woo, you yeah, know, because that's stick. what it yeah, was. Yeah. Isn't that also funny just to go back like that? Like as an era of socialization of in an era of like if you want to think about the patriarchy of it all and what that was at that time in the in the early 90s, how everything, well, you know, Kelly Bundy was hot. Girls were looked at in a certain way. All of these things were happening. This is where, not to get like super serious or whatever, sure. but it is super serious. Like even like the Me Too movement and all of these things, all of this stuff, nobody really understood because we were being socialized. Um, to uh, see women in a certain way, and men were acting a certain way, and it was it was the way that it was. Well, that was Bud Bundy's whole character, right? You know what I mean? Is just kind of, of basically were. a lot of just like always scamming on some pretty girl, and always some you know trick up his sleeve, to t- and then Kelly Bundy's always doing the right. sexualization thing. Well, that's, and then even yeah. uh, Al Bundy's relationship with his wife with Peg is very like. You know, get out of my face, get in the kitchen, right. leave me alone. You know what right. I mean? Right, and she's like, ow, come on, let's have sex. <laughs> but no, it's just, it's it's really funny, you know, even thinking about that entire era um, and how, my gosh, like even going into it, it was like Maxim stuff, FHM. Yes, yes, yes. Like we were just doing whatever. It's like, oh, this is what we need to look like in order for us to have fans. And guys would go, oh my God, you're so hot. Yeah. And then it would be this thing. And then it was, Playboy was like at its peak, peak and all of this stuff. And it's so, I'm so happy that times have changed. I'm so happy that things are different. And I'm so happy that the generation now of men, um, for the most part, are understanding what that actually means to objectify women. And for anybody out there that's listening to this and rolling your eyes, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not my place to speak on it as, you know, as a male probably, but it's, in my perception, there's absolutely been a cultural and societal shift. I don't think the work is done yet. Oh, God, no. Yes, far from it. But it's definitely been progress if you're talking mid 90s absolutely entertainment till now it seems like there's a bit of a shit but again not yeah. my place to say i better just zip it up and let, let no, you talk about that, it but no but that was what i did i mean those roles were the roles that i played yeah those things were you know and and uh, you know all of my friends as well like looking a certain way being a certain way and that's that's i i wasn't the greatest actress but i looked the part you know at the when i was when i was first starting and it wasn't until later that I was like, I don't feel comfortable doing yeah. some of these so things. It's kind of icky. I'm not feeling this anymore. It was just, it was a little creepy. And I actually started to get that thing where I was actually getting all of these jobs. I was doing all of this work. And I realized I was showing up to work. And I was, 
I was pissed. Like, I didn't want to wear a bikini again. Right. I didn't want to be abdu- – I wanted to play the hero. I didn't yeah. want to be the girl that stole your husband or the bimbo or whatever. And I didn't want to be the stupid girl, but you look the part. And then yeah. I was like, yeah. And it's really it's really interesting. So I just want everybody out there to know, <laughs> like, com- coming from that girl that was the – poster child for you know the poster woman for every whatever you want whatever it is hot girl the 90s hot chick right like there was there i do believe that there is a lot of insecurity that goes along with that there's a lot of things that go along with that and i'm so damn happy that the girls now that were my age then are seeing things differently and they are so much stronger and they are so much more together and they have learned from our mistakes. And I do believe that it's going to continue to get better and better. Fathers are better fathers now, you know, uh, like all of it. It's, it's, I believe I have so much faith for the generation that's coming up right now. that The world is going to be a much better place. So thank goodness for people like you though, that kind of lived it. And we're kind of in the throes of it and then kind of maybe decided, ah, this isn't so good. And then you evolve and you change and you do your thing. And now, you know what I mean? Everything's a forward progress. Yeah. You You hope that you do. But it's 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 it is fun just to see it happening in general with the positivity and the positive body image and the self-love and the. And just the inspiration that younger women and men are throwing out there now. And you see it on social media. You see it in interviews with younger stars. And you see them coming up and you see the strength that I I don't think that (laughs) I certainly didn't have. You know, I didn't have the confidence to do that. And there's such a different confidence now coming up with the younger generation. And I think it's really badass. I'm really excited. One of my favorite parts about social media is the concept that you're not alone like even whether it's body issues or even just like general so mental true. health or whatever like oh i'm not alone and you can say like say you're depressed or whatever you got going on like oh there's so many people whether successful Hashtag or not. i'm depressed and you have like a friend you have a whole group yeah, to go and then to you have a yeah. whole group to go to and then like seeing someone like you who's like just so accomplished and such a badass and be like oh she felt a little icky maybe about this at one time too so like you know i'm not alone or whatever it's just good i like the sense of community of it you know it's so true people do give social media a bad rap sometimes well there, there are, are some downsides for well, sure there are here's the coolest thing about wherever whatever has happened with me i have the greatest fans on my social media I I can count on maybe two hands in the entire time I've been on bad comments yeah. like I, I, I people are wonderful you know like nobody's coming at me saying mean things or whatever it is and it's and it's really really cool um, so from that I've actually made friends that I still have over the years of people that I've met on social media. I was going to say, you seem pretty engaged on social media, like willing to comment back and yeah. like that sort of thing. Yeah. It seems like you're you're engaged. Yeah, especially if I'm throwing out something like, for instance, I'm I'm newly sober, right? So I'm sober. I just hit 90 days. Oh, congratulations. Thank you so that's much. That's huge. Good for you. And, and that's awesome. This is like, oh my God, like the eighth time I've tried to get sober, but sure. this time it's totally different. And even just throwing it out there in sobriety and saying, hey, I'm sober and having people reach out going, I'm struggling. Well, that's what I'm saying. The sense of community. Please go on. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not the only one that wants a drink so bad I can't take it right now. And you throw in the hashtag and you're like, oh, okay, okay, I'm not alone. I've called upwards of 50 different people that I've DM personally that said that they were struggling and talked 
talk to them and and actually help them to get get into uh, go to a meeting that day or whatever it is or, or reach out to somebody that they knew that were sober. I, it has been amazing. Have you had cameo requests that lean a little more towards like that sort of thing, like self-help or maybe even sobriety at all or anybody that's going through that? I have a lot of really awesome cameo requests of people that are just going through a hard time. Yeah, rough patch. And generally, I to let them know that I understand and then I'll throw in some kind of um because most of when I I was doing stand-up for a while and I kind of put that on hold while I was getting sober um I was doing a lot of things and I was like I, I was like you know I'm just gonna take a break for a second and I realized that a lot of my jokes on stage were about being depressed or about being codependent or about being in a shitty relationship or right, about right. drinking too much. And so it's always fun to be able to throw in some of the humor when you're feeling super alone and you're feeling like you're the only one that has this problem and then you're able to laugh at it yeah. and kind of laugh at yourself. That is my that is my goal. It's why I started doing stand up, too. Well, so. that's empowerment. In general, taking something that's a perceived negative, yeah. owning it, teasing about it. Yeah. And that stand up in, I mean, that's comedy, right? Yeah. Comedy is all just pain. <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's a, it's it's, a way to channel your pain it pretty is. much. You know it what I mean? It is. Yeah. You know what I found when I was doing, uh, when I was doing stand up, when I first started, I realized I was getting on stage and I was writing great jokes and it was awesome, but I was bullying myself. And what I mean uh, by that is I was taking everything that maybe I felt like other people felt about me and using it as a joke to get laughs, meaning like I would I would make jokes about me being uh, crazy in relationships. Well, I wasn't crazy in relationships. I was just in a shitty relationship, sure. <laughs> you know, but right. I would like take it to this next level because I wanted to have people uh, relate to me. Yeah. But what I realized as I was going, I started to actually feel pretty depressed. And I remember I'd get off stage and I go, man, that did not feel empowering at all. That didn't feel empowering to me or to other women who might be, you know, and, and I think that was something that actually got me to stop for a little bit and go, let me rework this because yeah. there's a great way to do it, yeah. but it's not bullying yourself. And I think a lot of times we do that and we go into this thing and we talk about ourselves in a way that because we want that, we just want a connection. We just want to be loved and, you know, what are we going to say? Yeah, no, I just in agreement with you. I think it's like just a fine line between being comfortable and healthy with like your quote unquote struggles or demons and then like teasing about them on stage and using it away and then also still kind of being in the thick of it and not really being healthy to right. yourself. Right. Like in anything. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if we're all past uh, something goofy that happened and we tease about it like yeah that's a healthy thing to right. do. But if you're in the throes of it and you're masking yes. now we're running into like oh the happiest people are the saddest people because we're getting into that hole. Which thing. is what happens to yeah. so many. I think that's I think that's a big I think that's a I think that's a big thing, at least that I found with myself and I can't speak for anybody else. But what I found with myself is it definitely made me feel more sad yeah. because I was like, OK, there's something I need to uncover and heal <laughs> before, before I get can... on stage yeah. and make fun about the very thing that I'm trying to but make I'm fun of. I'm happy that you came to that conclusion because assuming you hadn't come to that conclusion, you're kind of just like running this rat race of maybe just, you know, 
tiny nicks, but nicking yourself here and there every night. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's healthy that you, you know, put yeah. a stop to it. Yeah, yeah. It's like that thing where it's like if if you think about like the worst things in your life and the things that you were bullied for most, right? Right. Those are the things generally most people get on stage and talk, and talk about. about it. And unless you actually go, wait. There's a there's a there's an upside to this that I can still right. come from. I came from. out on the other end. I came out I'm on the other end about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So S- speaking of the other end, because we kind of just dove right into it. Give me, take me to the the beginning end. You and correct me if I'm wrong here. Technically born in California, but basically. Texas is where you cut your teeth, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't. I did not live in California very long. Were you long. born here, though? Yeah. I was briefly, born. Right? I was born in Ventura, but that lasted. I think I moved when I was like six weeks okay. old. So you're a Texas girl, yes. at heart. Everybody was from Texas. Like my whole family was in Texas. I my mom just had me in Ventura, California. Sure. So for whatever reason, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, so you basically Houston area, right? Well. It was actually it was actually North Texas, which was Denton. Okay. Um, Denton is where my whole family's from. Denton, Texas. What's up? Yeah, buddy. Um, they went to high school there. My mom and dad met at Denton High School. Um, and funny story, really quick. The there's a there's a University of North Texas, or mm-hmm. it's actually now called North Texas State University. But when I was there, they were doing a radio station. When it was called the University of North Texas, and they wanted to call it KUNT. Oh no, <gasps> no, no, no! That's a true story. They, okay, why, do, do they not but that's think, a true story. Do people think? Right, and I always wondered if they changed it to North Texas State University so they could call the radio station with a K well, and not have it spell. Well, thank that. God it wasn't <laughs> college. If, what if it started with a C? It was the college <laughs> university, North Texas. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Denton. I So, Denton was the place. Denton. And then I moved around a ton, um, not because of military or anything like that. My mom really loved to get married a lot. And <laughs> Who doesn't? And, um, yeah, so that, that we just, I was in Fort Worth, Dallas, Corpus, Austin, Houston. When people say, oh, where are you from? I go, Texas, like everywhere. Well, that's good. Yeah. And you went to UT, right? You went to the University of Texas? I did not go to the University of Texas. Where'd you go? That is a lie on, I think if it's still there, I've tried to correct it a few times. lingering on the interwebs, just so you know. I went to Austin Community College. Okay, got it. I got my GED. I left home when I was like 13, 14. Okay. And crazy family life, blah, 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 right? So Stand-up comedy fuel. There you go. still working That's right. Got it. Yes. Trauma is the gateway to drinking alcohol and anything else. I'm I'm absolutely sure of it. And comedy. Trauma is the gateway to comedy. Which is the gateway Uh, to alcohol. Which is the (laughs) (laughs) gateway. And here we are. And scene. Um, And being an actor. Uh, So, um, but yeah, so when, so I moved all around uh, everywhere. And then I ended up getting my GED, I think, I don't know, I must have been like maybe 17 or something like that. Like, I just got my GED and then I enrolled into Austin Community College and I was working four different jobs and had a Pell Grant, like, you know, like I was doing the whole thing and I was 
uh, studying. I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. I wanted to be a teacher. I didn't know kindergarten, whatever. Sure. But that's kind of, that's what I wanted to do. I really, really, I love kids so much. Um, And I thought that's what I wanted to do. And then before you knew it, I was driving out to Los Angeles. That's what I'm saying. How the heck does that transition happen? I want to uh, help kids and and be a teacher. And now I'm in I had a breakup. I had a breakup in Texas and I, that's really how it happened. I had a really, I had a breakup and I wanted to leave and I thought I've always wanted to go to California. Like I'm from California and I was always the odd man out in my family because everybody else was born in Texas and they'd always make jokes that I was from California. I was like, dude, I spent six weeks in California. Get out of my face. But I was like. That kind of makes me special, and you guys are losers. So, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, but maybe ultimately not to play Dr. Phil, maybe perhaps while you were drawn back, like, oh, you want to tease me about it? And then guess what, MFs? I'm going back. I think so. But it's funny because at the time, and going all the way back to my initial thought, uh, my initial statement about how we're socialized, okay, so Texas culture is like, you know, wear, wear, wear tight jeans. You got to look good. Make a, sure your titties are perky. It's like a whole it's thing. A it's like it's the way you look, right? Yep. So my whole thought when I moved from Texas to Los Angeles, it was not to be an actress. My whole thing was... I'm going to be a playmate. Oh, okay. That's where my self-esteem was. Got That's it, like that it. I thought that was the end all be all of anything successful because stacks of playboys on the table wherever you went, even your grandpa's house, it oh, didn't yeah. matter, like it was just there. And I remember thinking that must be <laughs> That's what, the pinnacle, yeah. That must be what it is. And wow, like that's just, that is a brand of socialization I do not wish on anybody. Do you know what I mean? Um, But that was why I was like, maybe I could do that. And maybe that's what, maybe that's where I'll, maybe that, I'll come out and maybe I can be a playmate. And then that didn't really happen. But the first thing that I one of the first people that I met when I came out here was Jenny McCarthy, which is wild, who happened to be the playmate of the year at the time. And I remember I was just like, Holy shit. Who's also a South Side of Chicago girl. Who is also one of, the coolest, one of the coolest women I've ever met. And we're, we've since grown apart. I, I you know I, I was friends with her right when I got here. And then she catapulted to fame. And um, I, I adore her. And you know what? It's probably why I like her. Because yeah. she's a Chicago girl too. Well, when you when you were first talking about it, I, I, it came to mind. I didn't want to say anything disrespectful, but like during that era, like you know whatever you want to call that of the the attractive woman era. Yeah. Jenny McCarthy comes to mind. Carmen Electra comes to mind. There was women Pam that were Anderson. Pam Anderson, literally getting plucked from the stands in football games yeah. to go on to huge stardom, and Playboy was a huge part of that. That was kind of the, yeah. the blueprint at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it really was. It really was. And that was also the time where, you know, the Playboy Mansion was just the place to be. It was. It was the place to be. It was everything. And it was like, I mean, it was like everybody was there. And there were guys, there were men that would like offer to pay your rent and do things. And I, that's I, a little icky. I, it that's was a little icky. It was definitely icky and you saw these people and you'd never you know there'd be no strings attached and you're like oh there are definitely strings (laughs) there's strings there are definitely strings i'm sure of it and then you hear the stories that happen and all of the things that came out of that and 
I mean, it's just, it's, it, it blows my mind. But, it is definitely an era, and I'm so glad it's over. You plucked yourself, I mean, you had success in that era, but you plucked yourself out of, like, if you want to call it a stereotype, and then you've had, like, quite the long career. Yeah. So what was the mental shift from, like, I'm going to go to California and be a playmate to, like, oh, I can maybe transition into, like— Something happened. Something happened. I never had a lot of faith in myself as an actress. I just saw myself as a cookie cutter. This is what I do. Right. I think my voice was probably like this for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, very I just, Barbie like, doll. I mean, I don't whatever. know. Like, yeah. whatever it was, it's just where I was coming from. Um, and I think when I realized that I was actually a decent actress. <laughs> right. And I went, oh, my God. Like, what am what am I doing? And add to that, I had a son. I got pregnant. My first year in Los Angeles, I remember I lived in Venice Beach on the boardwalk. I got a place. And I remember laying out on the beach, looking up at the stars. And I had been here for maybe, maybe like three months. Okay. And I remember thinking, all I want is to do a soap opera, have a child, and get married. And within six weeks, every single one of those things were true in my life. So you manifested it. I th- I did. Now, why can't I? Was that like some crazy thing where I was just so clear and open because I've been trying to recreate it? I've gone back to that same place and laid there going, yeah, I want to. <laughs> you can't fake the funk, though. You know that. That, that was an that organic was moment in time. You yeah. can't fake the funk and like Isn't that recreate crazy? the magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I do believe that you manifested it. I do, too. And I think that I and I wanted a son and I wanted his name to be Jake. And I wanted, name. you know, great name. and yeah, it's a great name. And Your son's so, kind of a badass too he's like he, i know he's a little bit involved he was he was in he didn't he do something with george clooney or something when he was a kid he did he was well he played my son in uh one of my favorite shows i've ever done one of the greatest things i've ever done is called unscripted and okay. it was on hbo it was steven soderbergh and george clooney grant hesloff um they they did this whole thing it was kind of hollywood from the bottom up frank langella played an acting coach um it was jennifer hall brian greenberg and myself and we had this amazing guest cast like Jane Lynch and all these different people would come in and do these like just all of these different people would come in and do these parts and um we played ourselves though That's so it was cool. very very confusing like, almost like a glimpse into the life like a so some of our stuff was real and some of it wasn't sure did you know that my son when the reviews came out my son was the my son was written up as the breakout star of Unscripted. And from that point, he got these offers to do like Cheaper by the Dozen, yeah. not offers to actually do the movie, just to test for sure. it. And I remember there was this moment where I was like, holy crap. And he he was we were in the living room and the ice cream truck was outside and all his friends were outside and he had to study his lines. And I was like, Jake, you have a test tomorrow. You know, you're testing yeah. on camera with Steve Martin. Like, this is huge. And he just, he goes, ice cream. He dude. goes, he goes, can I just be a kid? And I go, sure. Fuck yeah, you can. Yeah, I didn't say fuck yeah to him, but in my head I was like, fuck yeah, yes. Yeah. And I just literally tore it up. And to this day, he's like, why didn't you let me do that? <laughs> it's like, why didn't you just make me do it? It could. And I was like, because. Because you'd hate me and you we would be having this conversation right now. All I was thinking was like, 
of all the kids I've seen that have just been so messed up by that or whatever. And I was like, please go be a kid. But you know what he does now, my son? He's he's a line producer. He's line producing. He's involved with production, I think I saw. Yeah, he's done he's done everything. And he's a he is such a badass. He's a beast. He's twenty-two years old and he's running production. He's running the budget for productions. He wants to produce. He wants to do this. He's all, he also manages YouTube clients and he has a whole other business that he does, um, with, uh, premier league entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. And they manage, I can't, the, everybody out there will know who these people are, but I'm so uncool and old that I don't know who these, like something, something like, yeah. Well, the cameo world has schooled me very much to the fact of like, TikTokers, YouTubers, creators, and like people that I didn't necessarily know. And now I'm like, oh, I know them. I follow them. You get a yeah. whole new understanding of he like the manages new era them of the now. entertainment industry. So there's like two sides that he's doing. It, well, he, right now he's he's just rapping on a movie. He has three more back to back that he's doing. And in between that, he's also making these deals and doing this stuff and creating that like he's doing so good. That's my kid. So thank God you bought him that ice cream. He wouldn't be doing all that Had if he went he on not, cheaper by the dozen two that's or right. whatever the heck it was. That's you know right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did. He doesn't he didn't want to be an actor, but, you know, like whatever it was like he did, he found his he found he's I'm just it's the best thing I've ever done. That that child, that creation, the best thing I've like, I, he's, he's my he's everything. So. It's got to be cool. I don't have kids, but to like raise someone from, you know, lit- literal nothing to then watching them like have success in the world. He's the greatest human on the planet. <laughs> like I can't <laughs> even tell you. I like I'm I'm so proud of who he is. Like, oh, he's so great. Okay, so moving on. Moving on. I want to ask you about this. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I don't care. I'm just totally just teasing. I'm just talking shit. It's all good. Um you kind of went viral before go- going viral was a thing. And what I'm getting at is the whole the t-shirt thing. Right. You had, and I want to speak, I'll, I'll let you tell it because I, I don't want to speak unknowledgeably about it, but you basically had a t-shirt line that had like little sayings on them that were like quirky and cute and kind of flirty and edgy. And then all these stars kind of like started wearing them around town. I'm not incorrect in this, right? No, it was the most amazing thing. I was, it was this time in my life, everything I was... I was making so much money. I was I was doing so well and I I I I, I was like I just was like I wanted I basically what happened I was dating somebody and I remember I said to him on the phone when we were hanging up I go I go, we were breaking up, and I said, well, you were never my boyfriend. And mm. I thought that would be a hilarious T-shirt. So the next day, I go downtown, and I print up shirts that say, you were never my boyfriend. And I take them to the store called Kitson on Robertson, because that's where I would go yeah, shopping. Up, and the guy who owned it, his name is Frazier. I don't, I, I'm sure he's still there. I haven't shopped at Kitson in a long time. But... I brought him in and he ended up buying the shirts and they sold out over the weekend. And then they went, then they hit like crazy. And then I started making all these different sayings like, Yeah, you're more fun when you're No drunk. fun sober. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, don't be mad at me when I'm mad at you and highest maintenance possible. Anyway, all of these different shirts. And they went crazy. And that's what I'm saying. They went viral. Like Paris Hilton's wearing them. Um, everybody was wearing them. But you know what I did? I'm s- I was such a terrible businesswoman. Oh, no. 
I was hiring people because I just wanted to give people shots, not like drink shots, but like shots of like doing stuff. So I would hire people that maybe had worked for Juicy or some big company that was maybe the assistant that really wanted to run a company and give them an opportunity because I believed in them because that's all I ever wanted my whole life, right? Right, a shot. Give me a shot. And I was giving people free reign into everything to do anything and everything. And I had all these people working for me. And the when you're running a company and you don't know what it just got, it was way bigger and I didn't have anybody there to tell me what to do. And that's, I just, yeah, I let that just kind of fell apart. I lost my, I lost my shirt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> let's revamp it. Yeah. First tagline. I lost my shirt. Yeah. Same brand, same concept. I'll help you run it. Yeah. I lost my shirt. Yeah. I, lo- <laughs> I should. Let's do it. I should do it. All I'm right. In. All right. Let's do it. No, that's pretty it. cool though. I mean, it's yeah. so hard to make, make an impact on like pop culture, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool that you had that moment I in time. I even, what, well, what happened is I ended up expanding it to a kid's line like your playpen or mine and things like <laughs> yeah. that and that's when it all fell to shit like I it got so big and the people that were working for me did not know how to control what was coming in and they were ordering samples of the the wrong things and then you'd get like this huge box of like like it was the money was just going out and Credit cards were being used for things that were not supposed to be used for. And I was giving, I, you know what? That was when I didn't have any boundaries. (laughs) 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 That was when I just trusted everybody. Yeah, like it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Buy another sample. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, yeah. It it was a shame that it went away. But yeah, I'm going to bring it back. I'm down, dude. I think it could hit back. Especially everything's now so, uh, I'm going to say retro, which is not the right word, but like everything's coming back. Like all that vintage stuff is just coming back in full circle right now. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. All right, you heard it here first. Relaunch of a t-shirt line. Relaunch of a t-shirt line. <laughs> yes. Um, you spent some time on Baywatch. Yeah. That's a cool show, man. Yeah, that was, it was another one of those iconic shows. But it wasn't, just so you know, like I, there was Baywatch and there was Baywatch Hawaii. Yes. And I was on Baywatch Hawaii. Baywatch Hawaii didn't have Pamela Anderson. It didn't have David Hasselhoff. But you know who I did have? Who did have? Jason Momoa. Dude, Jason Come Momoa. Come on. You he beats out everybody. There you go. First of all, nobody ever would have questioned, by the way. I could have just let the Baywatch thing slide and know everyone would have been like, yeah, yeah. But that's that's. But I'm just saying, like, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, did you work with David Hasselhoff? And I'm like, no, I didn't get to work with Carmen or any of these people. Um, uh, but the, Brandy Roderick, who's amazing, was there. And uh, uh, Simone McKinnon and Brandy Ledford and... Uh, Stacy Kimono and uh, Jason Brooks and uh, there was just a that that was the cast. Um, but yeah, it was it's it's been really fun. To and see that Jason shot Momoa. out here, obviously, right in L.A. Or no, no? that, that shot, shot in oh, Hawaii. In, oh, okay, I knew it was yeah. Hawaii, but I, I thought I figured they would have just shot it. No, we literally so lived, you lived in Hawaii. In Hawaii? My How son, was that? yeah, my son was two and a half, three years old at that time. Um, we moved to Hawaii. It was awesome. I took my nanny out there with me, and it was me, my son, my nanny. Um, it was awesome. I was going through my first divorce at that time. Um, I've been married twice. Uh, <laughs> third, third time's the charm. Third time's We're ready. the charm. We're ready for you. Um, Get back on the saddle. Let's go. And it was really, really awesome. Um, it was it was really cool to bring my son out there. 
I have tons of pictures of him like holding a parrot and you know like whatever. That's we wild. stayed at the we lived at the Hilton Hawaiian Village for like eight months. See, I can't believe that. I literally figured like oh it's just over here on like Newport Beach or something. No, or- it was phenomenal. I loved it, and I gotta say, Hawaii. You know, two of my favorite places on the planet are Chicago and Hawaii. Well, I'll take yeah. Chicago all day. I've actually never been to Hawaii, believe it or not. You want to go? Yeah, it's a bucket list L- item for sure. Let's go. It seems like so beautiful all and so us? cool. Hawaii, yeah. get the, fire up the private jet. We're yeah. going to Hawaii. But um, Chicago, obviously, I can speak to. Like, I am Chicago. I've been yeah. and raised my entire South life. Side. Southside Jake. I live in Chicago currently. You know, we just come to L.A. to do this and see you guys and have a little fun. So yeah. I can speak to Chicago. I'll tell you what, though. The weather sucks in Chicago. It does. But at least you have weather. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it does. You know, I don't know that I could survive the cold. I don't know that I could. I don't know that I could survive how cold it is just because I'm such a baby. It's brutal. I know. Like brutal, brutal. I don't know if I could do that. Hey, maybe snowbirds the move. You know what I mean? You spend the summer months in Chicago and then you snowbird somewhere warm, L.A. or Arizona or Hawaii. Or I just got to get this T-shirt company rocking so I make a lot of money and then... Your playpen or mine. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so what's coming up next? You got anything in the pipeline? Yeah. Kind of, what's, what's on your mind now? What's the focus? I mean, look. Oh, oh, I do want to say this. I'm going to be in New Jersey. When does this air? Well, it depends on when you say you're going to be in New Jersey. Tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cancel that. So I mean, I, probably won't launch it so by I'm tomorrow. Doing, I'm doing the, the chiller, the chiller uh, con, oh, cool. which is... Um, uh, I think it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. Something like got that. It, it, but it, it's it. in Parsippany, New Jersey. And that's this weekend. And it's going to be really fun. And then I'm going to be in Alabama. Yes. Wait, what's that song? Sweet Home Alabama. Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals. Yeah, I'm going to be there November the 2nd and 3rd. Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Confusion with a Z. Con. Okay. Um, and that should be super fun. I'm going to be out there. So anybody, Alabama, come out. Let's it's going to be really fun. That's going to be going on. I'm just finishing up a movie. Um, I have a couple of other projects coming up that I haven't started yet. I'm going to get back on stage here pretty soon. Good. I'm excited. Ask. I know you said you were kind of paused in the stand-up, but I know that's kind of seems like where the passions are lying recently. It is, but I've been writing a book. Okay. So I am finishing that up right now. Well, I'm reframing the whole book situation right now because I was doing a book about a lot of my spiritual fails and kind of how I got to this, like, f- like the place uh, where I am now and talking about my childhood and some like trauma and dealing with the trauma, kind of lo- what we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation where sure. you, you got to clear that shit first before. And the one thing I left out of my book was I kind of had a drinking problem for a long time. These things happen. <laughs> so I kind of forgot to put that in there. Um, and so I'm kind of, I'm redoing that in a, in a, in a different way. Way and kind of making it okay. You know, uh, I told my publisher at the time that I had, I, I wanted to redo this book and kind of put in some stuff that I wasn't being super honest about. Right. And she dropped me. Oh, no. And she said, and she was like, not in a mean way. Yeah, but she's like, dude, you had a finished product. We're (laughs) running a business here. Yeah. And she was like, look, not only that, but I feel like you saying that in the way that it is right now is going to tank the sales. And I go, just give me a little bit of time. Give me a chance to write it out. And they really didn't want 
to have the the so anyway. So whatever you're gonna tweak the book. I'm tweaking the book, and I have the, uh, four different publishers right now that are super stoked to work with me, and I am working on where I want to go, and it's even better than it was the first time. So that's really cool. I mean, all you can ask for is forward progress, right? And you know, personally, professionally, spiritually, they financially, say progress, not perfection. That's progress, what this not is. Perfection. You know, slow mo is better than no mo. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I like that. Slow mo is better than no mo. I think Let's I got to credit go. Kanye West for that one. Is that him? Kanye yeah, West I was like, it sounds. At least familiar. they say slow mo. Slow motion is better than no motion. Yeah, uh, and drive slow, homie. But I digress. Do, do you like Kanye? Uh, oh, I'm from Chicago. It's in my contract to like Kanye. Okay. I do like Kanye. Good, you sound good. like there's some hesitations there. No, I mean, there. there was just some things with Kanye. You know, it's like there was just some, I get it. And then, look, all of a sudden I'm talking really high, like Larry yeah, David. Yeah, yeah, that no, just no, 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 it's fine. Kanye's cool, Kanye's cool. <clears throat> no, anyway. Here, well, here, not, to go on a, not to go on a Kanye rant. Um, like we said, progress, life is ebbs and flows, right? So I'm not going to claim to know Kanye, but watching from afar, like you ebb and you flow and you yeah. twist and you whine, but all you can ask for is forward progress. And he seems to be someone who's trying to mature. You ebb and, and you flow and you twist and you whine. Just remember, you always need to be kind. What? <laughs> Kanye, take that. <laughs> yeah, now who's Kanye? <laughs> now who's Kanye? Uh, when's the movie dropping? Um, th- Ruff, I have no idea. I idea? have like six movies that I have no idea when are dropping. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I get my seventh can come out any day now. Yeah. Wait, That's... do you do stand up? No, I just uh, a bum who hosts a podcast. So I, oh. I do. I'm a rapper, believe it or not. And you I, must be very busy at Christmas. <laughs> I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm a bum- horrible. <laughs> so there she's back in the stand up no. routine. Uh, and then I do <laughs> like voice, like commercial voiceover work. Oh, nice. And then I work at Cameo and then I host this Cameo podcast. So That's, I got my hands in a yeah, couple things. Yeah, you but do. Slow motion is better than no motion. Here we are. Are you, are you the one that got best eyes? That depends on if you're in enjoying. high school. Is that him? <laughs> no, I was always outgoing or whatever. I was kind of like athlete dude. I was an athlete dude, but not like the stereotypical one. I was always like, how come we have to be like segregated? Like, how come I can't hang out with like the arts dude? So I was kind of like artist dude trapped in athlete dude body. Got it. And then I ultimately figured it out. But I'm glad you figured it out. The people don't want to hear about that. People do. People <laughs> care. People care about you. Uh, well, I'm glad. I care about you. I care that you came on this podcast. I'm, I'm appreciative of your time. You think we did good? I think we did good. You think people are going to be like, yawn? Dude, we talked about peepees. We talked about the Me Too movement. We talked about books. I got to talk about myself a little bit. I, yeah. mean, I, think, I think we killed it. We did. Uh, let me tell the folks <laughs> who are listening, all 12 of you, that uh, if you want to get Krista Allen on Cameo, it's cameo.com slash Krista Allen. Um, That's right. She's a badass on there. She's funny. She'll troll you. You're really good on Cameo. Thanks. So I think you guys should all It really her. is fun. You guys, I love it. It's fun. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cameo is fun. I think we'll leave it right there. Wait, and guys, follow me on Instagram, Instagram? and get plug, my stuff. It's, plug, it's, it's Krista Allen XO. And what I do a lot of times is I take little clips from my Cameo and I put them into a montage. And then I tag you guys and I give you guys shout outs on my Instagram. And then you guys get followers too. And it's really fun. Everybody so, go follow Krista Allen. So that's Book how that Krista works. Krista Allen on Cameo. Yeah. 
Feel free me. to follow Salsa Jake if you want. No big deal. Don't. Yeah, I mean you can Casual. if you want to. All right, we're going to uh, <laughs> we're going on a private jet to Hawaii, Let's ladies do it. and gentlemen. Krista Allen. <laughs> 